We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner. Presented by Riverwind Casino. Still the one. Also brought to you in part by... Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. This is the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. Welcome inside the Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind. You heard the name, Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank, and we are pumped, I mean pumped to be joined by Joe John Finley, who is back. The official title, associate head coach for offense, tight ends, and H-backs, and some special teams too, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm involved in, in almost every special team. So. <laughs> How's it been so far? What's it been like to be back here in Norman? It's been great. You know, my family's from here. My wife's from here. And so uh, with the four kids that we have, it's, it's nice for her to have a little help on the side because, as you know, football coach, 
this time of year not home much and so right. that that helps more than anything and then just being back home being in front of the stands or in front of the fans again since first time since 2013 it was it was uh it was good to be back i can't wait to get back out this this week to to a full crowd again joe john you look at the the relationship between players and their coaches uh, i've always thought you know guys that played guys that played in college guys that played in the nfl like you did that that gives you a certain amount of respect from your players and I think you add a little extra on when you played here. So have you noticed that from your players at all? Have you been able to kind of establish that relationship because you know exactly what they're going through? Yeah, 100%. I mean, guys come up to me all the time. When things aren't going right or if they are going right, just, just asking, you know, you played here, you know the expectation, you've been through all of it, you know, you've got to be a captain here. What, what do you see from, from us as leaders, from, from the team, on the sideline, all of that stuff? And so just – just having the resume that, you know, I've played ball at every single level and then um, just being able to use those experiences. And, and more than anything, I, I like to talk about some of the greats that I played with, like Adrian Peterson and then Calvin Johnson, guys like that that are, you know, Hall of Famers, how they went about their business, how they do, uh, how they go about their week, how about they go about their day, how they approach practice, you know, how they approach their body, just all the different things that, you uh, these guys want to know about and they will never know about until they get to the next level. I get to give them a little peek at that. So between yourself, DeMarco, Tibbs, Coach Odom, who am I leaving out that has the Oak? I mean, that's a lot of guys that played at a school that are able to not only relate. It's the way it should be, Plank. But I, I, exactly, exactly. But that's kind of cool to not just have yourself, but a lot of different, you know, times in, in careers over the last 10 to 20 years for these guys that are Oklahoma guys. Yep, don't forget about Coach Gundy. Coach, oh my gosh, how can I forget about Kale? <laughs> He's going to really be mad at me from day one. So you guys understand that, that OU DNA, you understand what it's all about. How does that help you guys? Uh, just like I said, just going through it all, knowing the expectation that the fans put on you, knowing the expectation that the coaches put on you. That's the biggest thing, you know, being at a couple different schools around the country, the expectation here is so much higher than anywhere else I've been. And it's, we want to win every single game. There's so much pressure on these kids that are 18, 19, 20 years old, and they have to go out and perform, and they're still kids, you know. And so right. just, just understanding that, being able to talk to the guys and, and, and help them handle that throughout the week and, 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 and just help them with that. It's, it's never as bad as it seems, and it's never as good as it seems. Uh, when you went back and watched the film from the Tulane game, what did you take away from it? Uh, just like Coach said, a lot of good and then a lot of things we got to fix, you know, and that's, that's a very normal week one uh, for, for anywhere that you're at. And so uh, biggest thing is we got to get better from here on out, you know, and that's, that's, that's what it always is. You know where you're at now. It wasn't as bad as you think it is. Whenever you're on point, you're, you're on point. You know, you're doing a good job, but you got to – you have to maintain that for four quarters, and that's what greatness is. That's what I talk to my guys about all the time. Being great is not doing all these fabulous things over and over. It's, it's doing your job one play at a time over and over again, and then at the end of it, you're going to like the result. Well, we're watching some of the highlights here, and from your perspective, we're really focused on the Austin Stogners and the H-backs, but from just a, a, a general offensive performance, when you take that broad view as the associate head coach of offense, I think there was enough good to where there's a lot of positives, but 
when you saw that bad, you know, do you see fixable things, I think is the best way to ask it. Absolutely. I mean, we, we got the guys to go do it. I've been places, you know, I've been at schools where, man, you know, you, you did about as good as you could do, you know, and it wasn't quite good enough. And so, here, you know, we got the guys. We got the Marvin Mills. We got three tight ends that can play in the NFL. We got the best quarterback in the country. And so, you know, everything is fixable. It's, it's technique issues. It's focus issues. It's it's knowing your responsibility. It's, it's, it's everything that doesn't involve me being physically, you know, gifted enough to do this. We got the guys to go do it. We just got to get it right. You mentioned the three guys in your room that we saw a ton of snaps from last Saturday with Jeremiah Hall, Braden Willis, and Austin Stogner. How much fun was it having all three of those guys on the field a lot of the time? I mean, you guys went to several different sets, formations, where you had all three of those guys on the field at the same time. Yeah, just the versatility of those guys is, is what's fun. You know, it's anybody can play with three tight ends and getting, you know, condensed sets and run power and counter and over and over again. We got the ability to use those guys in different spots on the field because they're all so smart. You know, they've been in the offense longer than I have. They know the offense better than I do for the most part. And so just having those guys and being able to do different things, different route concepts, different different run concepts out of different formations and not having to worry about is it going to be too much on them. And so it's, it's, it's just like uh, just like kind of Coach Grinch said about the defense. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing to have those three guys. Now, when they get out there, knowing that we have three guys and somebody that can come in when you get tired, you should be 100% every single play playing like, like your hair's on fire. And, and then you get tired, tap your hat and come out, you know, and, and, and that's the advantage of having. I've had, I've had years where I only had one guy. You know, you got to play. You got to play. So it's, it's, it's nice having those three guys. Yeah, well, the effort from your guys in your room, it stood out to me. So you're doing a good job, Coach. <laughs> but you, you mentioned putting a bunch on those guys. And, and they're all veterans in this system. Uh, they're, they're all really good players. But how difficult is the tight end position in this offense, not just from a physical standpoint, but from what you put on them mentally? Um. It's second only to the quarterback, you know, just like in most most offenses, the tight end, especially how they're used today, you know, they're a fullback, they're a wing tight end, they're an inline tight end, they're a slot tight end. We split them all the way out on the outside. And so just uh, handling all of that, it's mentally, it's not tough for these guys. These guys understand the offense again. Now, physically being able to execute a down block on a 300 pound defensive end, you know, now that. That's different. I know who to block. Now, do I know how to block him efficiently and do that over and over and over again consistently? And then the next play, I got to run, run outside, run a, you know, a double move corner post route. You know, I got to do that at a high level as well. Otherwise, I'd rather throw it to Mims. You know what I mean? And so, just gotta. It's it's not only knowing what to do; it's knowing how to do all of that well. And that's what my guys are. You know, it's it's a full time job. Before we grab our first time out, our final piece of our first segment is Eichert's Intel brought to you by Orthodontics exclu exclusively. If you're new to the show, Gabe finds a play focused on the position group of our coach and you found one here that focuses on what? Some pretty good Brain Willis taking his man to the sideline, Joe John. <laughs> Pin pull concept. You got to love seeing this. You got the bunch set, hitting a backer and then taking Woo. him. Sit 
on the bench, sir. <laughs> you got to love seeing that, man. Got to love it, man. That's probably my favorite play of the game. Uh, I knew it would be. That's why I picked it. Exactly right. See, back in the day, when, when me and you played, you could take him all the way over to the cooler and dump him over the <laughs> side. But nowadays, you got to be smart. You can take him to the sideline, and then you just got to put him in your coach's lap. I will say, and I, I think it's a credit to the coach you're playing. <laughs> he takes him all the way to the sideline, and then he, he lets up. Let's him up. But lets him know right. that he just took him all the way to the sideline. <laughs> I was, That's important. I was right behind the bench, and I saw that large man coming at me, and I was Hit bailing. Hit him with flex, yeah, too. Yeah, I was in, Ooh, I was in big good trouble. Stuff. Right, it was great. But that shows you the versatility of a guy like Brayden Willis. You know, we, we, we've seen him grow, and we're going to talk about him more in depth, but that's, that's a big-time block right there. Absolutely. He's, he's one of the best athletes on our football team. And that's talking about weight room numbers, wow. all of that good stuff. And so, you know, we, we, we put stuff like this on all the time in, in, in our tight end room because if you ain't playing like that, then, you know, you're not playing real football. And so <laughs> um, he was excited about it. I was excited about it. And, and like I said, you know, I got chill bumps just talking about it. But whenever you do that, it, it brings a whole different level of energy, not right. only to the offense, but to the sideline, to the stands right there. It just – it's uh, – it gets me fired up a little bit. Caesar and I Benny was, were pretty fired I was, up, too. I was yelling fun. at the kid from Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, we'll go in-depth on that room and preview Western Carolina next. Inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. And of course, you can catch this show in podcast form if you missed any part of it. Friday mornings, first thing, and then the scene setter at Soonersports.com slash podcast. We're with Joe John Finley for another segment. Uh, Coach, we wrapped up last segment talking about Braden Willis, but and you've got some good depth in that room. We've got leadership from Jeremiah Hall, who's a captain, and Austin Stogner, who has an incredible future ahead of him. Just in general, feel pretty good about your room right now? feel really good about my room. You know, i got three veterans, again, that have been in this offense for a long time and understand uh, everything about the offense and, and what's expected around here. Uh, Always continuing to get better, though. You know that's the challenge for them. Don't don't get complacent. I know what to do. I know uh, how to do it. No, you can always find a better way to do it, and uh, that's what we're, we're we're working on right now. Just like we said earlier, the whole offense got to get better. We've they've all been in it, but these guys got to continue to work to get better. You can always be better. So you you've got your three veterans, right? Very reliable guys, leaders on this football team. Is there anywhere, anyone else in your room that if something to ha happened to one of those three that you feel good putting out on the field right now? Yeah, Jackson Soma's done a great job for us this, this whole spring and 
and uh, coming into the to the season. He, he's done a great job. He's learned the playbook. You know, like he came in, they said they didn't know if he was going to make it, you know, and now he's he's bought in 100% mentally. He knows everything to do. He's in every single meeting, and he's taking notes. He's taking more notes than the rest of them, you know, because he knows he's one play away from stepping in, and uh, if he does, he's ready, man. He's had a great he's had a great camp. He's physical. He's He's as fast as any of them are. You know, he's just, he's not quite as big as those guys, but he makes up for it with, with his effort. Yeah, and then just one more, because we mentioned a little bit on Jeremiah Hall, but cool to see him as a captain. Um, it, it, his leadership, what, what's it like? You, you mentioned knowing the offense as well as, as you right now, but what have you seen from Jeremiah Hall, coach, since you've started coaching him? Just the maturity that he has. You know, he's, he's like a... 47-year-old man is what I tell him, you know, <laughs> including the hair, you know, <laughs> but uh, no, he, he, uh, he's always the one that, you know, whenever it's not going right, he's the one coming, talking to coach, coach, can I pull these guys aside? I need to talk to him. You know, he, he's not a real vocal guy. He's not the yeller and screamer that that's going to be out there, you know, cussing everybody out if it's not right, but he's, He's one that's going to pull you aside or he's going to, when, it, when the period's over, he's going to pull the whole offense together and, and make sure that they, they know it wasn't up to our standard. Kind of like that line to where it's like, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, right? Disappointed. When, right. Exactly. That's it. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> that's even old rather, talk, right? that's I'd rather than be mad. Right, exactly. That's right. <laughs> Have you, so with Jeremiah and Braden, and, and now it's a, it's a new time mm -hmm. when it comes to name, image, and likeness. Have you had a chance to listen to the podcast at all? I have not. Uh, I have a feeling you don't plan on listening either. <laughs> I'm going to listen to it at some point. We've, we've been pretty busy with camp and all that, but uh, I plan on listening to it. Now, I have caught a few few uh, comments on Twitter about some, some things that are leaking out of our uh, meeting room, so i got to make sure we keep all that tight to the chat. <laughs> I love it. Tighten that thing up. Now, um, Western Carolina is coming in this week, and there is some familiarity there because, well, you played with their offensive line coach. So what have we seen from them on tape as we prepare to welcome in um, – Kerwin Bell squad on Saturday night. Uh, good football team. You know, they had a, a really tough loss in the first week, but they had they lined up for a field goal. It's a 57-yard field goal, I think, Ooh. to tie it, to take it to overtime. Uh, and a lot of transfer defensive guys. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a team that didn't have a whole lot of success the last two years, but you look at their defense, it's a completely different team. And so uh, you mentioned uh, John Cooper. He's, Coop. he's one of my best friends ever, you know, so he's coming into town. He's He's been talking a little trash over text messages, so <laughs> we got to make sure that we handle our business. Oh, but, you're, get, uh, you're getting those texts too. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So he's he's uh, he's excited to come back, and uh, but it's a good football team that we'll have to we'll have to go execute just like just like we need to do week one. Now, as I watched Western Carolina play their game against Eastern Kentucky, the linebackers stood out to me. I mean, guys that are long, lean, and can run. When you see those types of players at linebacker at the tight end position, a lot of the times you're going to end up on some of those guys. So looking at that matchup, how are your guys feeling about those backers from WCU? Always excited to go play good football players. You know, they have, I think it's definitely the strength of their defense, the, the middle two, uh, the wheel, the mic, and then the nickel's a really good player. He's, he's about 5'8", you know, 190 pounds. So he's a thick guy that, that runs around and makes plays all over the place. And so he's, uh, we're excited to play those guys. Um, uh, just really, just the, the message this week is is do your job. You know, it doesn't matter who you line up against. You can line up against Lawrence Taylor or, or you know, 
whoever, Quarrel High School, <laughs> had, <laughs> had to throw that out. Nice. There. But uh, um, you, you got to go do your job at a high level every single time. And like I said earlier, do that over and over and over again, you're going to like the outcome. Um, a couple more, and we'll get to our Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question. But I am curious about special teams. This was a big week for Gabe Burkich. He got to do all the interviews and booting 350 yarders. But it, it Boy, seemed, did he do those interviews. Uh, <laughs> he, he sure did. But overall, it seemed like it was a fairly clean day special teams-wise in all phases. On We still we want to see the punter, all right, with the hair and watching him in pregame warm-ups. Holy smokes. But we don't mind not seeing the punter on the field. But it seemed like it was a good clean day special teams-wise. It really was. You know, our guys did a good job. They played hard. They played fast. You know, we talk about all the time on special teams. Those are the plays besides for a receiver or a DB where you get to go out and, and all out run. And so, right. you know, we have the GPS on them all summer long. Talk about how fast they run on the GPS to 21 miles an hour, 22 miles an hour. <laughs> now you're on kickoff. How fast are you running? You know, right. if, if you're running 18 miles an hour, but you ran 21.5 in the summer, what are we doing? Right. You know, I mean, what's the point of running that fast if you can't do it? And so Coach Odom does a great job with the kickoff team and, and holding those guys accountable. If you can run 20 points, then you need to be on the kickoff team. And so, you know, I think they get a candy bar or something like that if they hit over 20 and make a play. So Let's it's, go. It's Can the little things. Candy is always a good <laughs> right. incentive. Well, that's like Wit. If I make sure I get us out on time, she gives me a candy bar during the break. So that's that means true. it's time it's true. for the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question. You can always ask away at OU on the air. Uh, this is a good question. With the struggles on third down Saturday, I think three of 12 on third downs, Joe John, do you see the H-backs getting more touches on Saturday? Uh, love to see it. You know what I mean? I don't really care who touches it as long as we're getting the first down. You know, and uh, you got to look at that uh, in, in a couple different ways. You know, sometimes on third downs, if, if you know you're going to go for it on fourth down, you might be taking a chance on third down. Right. So just, you know, we don't look at just third down efficiency. We look at conversion efficiency on offense. And, and uh, of course, it needs to be better. The, the, the best thing to do is not getting third down at all, you know, Go have a good first and second down, and you don't have to worry about third down. But when we do get in those situations, you know, we got uh, quarterback's best friend in our room. You know, we got a yeah. bunch of big guys that can reach out and catch the ball. And so, you know, we, we'll be happy to, to catch those balls, but we'll be happy to help somebody else get open too. It's one of my favorite stats from last year. Of his first 25 catches last year for Austin Stogner, 20 of them for first downs or touchdowns. So, I mean, that's just – that. That's a good security blanket to have even on third down. Coach, you're awesome. Thanks so much. And Appreciate welcome it. back. Hey, welcome back. Good to be here. Joe John Finley. Roy Manning is next inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino, still the one. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Welcome back inside the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Roy Manning, cornerbacks coach at Oklahoma, joins us year three of Speed D. Coach, congratulations on the win, but I, I think the best thing that was said was Coach Riley last night on his coach's show where he said, it's been an uncomfortable week, you know, for everybody involved. What's kind of been your reaction now as we look back on the Tulane game Saturday? Probably the same <laughs> reaction, you know. Um, I think it's obvious that everybody's excited uh, to walk away with a win. But um, how we get to that point is extremely important um, because that's what all the work is for. And uh, the coaching is, is, is not just uh, getting the result, it's the process. And uh, obviously, we got to have a better process this week going forward to uh, get the result and, and have it the way we uh, kind of envision it. So, for for the guys in your room, right? Played six different guys. Uh, I know you feel really good about the depth that you've got at the corner position. When you evaluated the film, what did you take away from it for your position group in particular? Yeah, you know, it was great to play. You know, all those guys. I think overall. Uh, just thought we were too passive, um, really from the start of the game. Obviously, it's the first game, and so it's the first time you're you're going against guys in a different color jersey, and and you know have to get adjusted to you know what they're doing, how they're releasing, um, how they're trying to attack you. But overall, the answer is never passive. You know, I think we always um, from the beginning want to err on the side of aggressiveness uh, as a cornerback group, and I just didn't see that. Uh, get done really um, throughout the game. So that's something we definitely have to uh, work at and get better at this week. The communication on the back end is, is so important for a defense. And you guys had some breakdowns when it came to the communication against Tulane. H how difficult was Tulane making that for you guys? And, and how do you kind of adjust and get that stuff fixed for this week? Yeah, and again, you, you have to give them credit uh, had a great game plan, and obviously their kids were uh, motivated and excited to play, as our, uh, you would think would be. But um, overall, uh, you know, in quite honesty, um, you know, every play that they scored on, we repped that week. You know what I mean? And, again, first games are always tricky because you don't know exactly what they're going to do. But when they score on plays that you literally have repped, yes, it's disappointing uh, as a coaching staff. And, you know, I think if you talk to probably any coach, 
Uh, they, they just expect not to ever make mistakes or defensively not get scored on. That's a part of it. But again, when it's things that you've gone over or that it's things that you felt like you've covered, um, then that's just a lack of execution. So we got to be better. I mean, there's no question about it. What's that fine line like between, hey, we won the game, there are some positives, but then also realizing we got a lot of things to work on. How, how do you handle that from an emotional perspective and a mental pers uh, perspective with your guys? Yeah, you know, that's college football. That you smile. Don't, right? you, don't, you, don't, you don't get a preseason, you know, <laughs> like right. the NFL to kind of work the kinks out. And so, um, you know, but that is at the same time, you know, you think about some of those matchups in week one, you know, across the country, mm -hmm. you know. You got to be ready to go. And I think uh, our message is, you know, here's the standard. Here's the expectation. Uh, it's our job as coaches to prepare you, to put you in position. And then it's your job as players to go out there and execute and understand that even though, you know, a play uh, may not be exactly uh, like we drew up, what's your rule? Because we, we give you a rule. We give you a key. You know, we give you an assignment. And you got to figure it out out there. And, and again, I think that, uh, we were a little disappointed in how we responded. Uh, and again, that's that's what we uh, aim our focus at this week all throughout the week in practice uh, is about uh, preparing and being able to respond in those in-game moments. So, Roy, you, you look at the hype, the expectations, whatever you want to call it, for the defense coming into this season. What what does this game do? For your guys when it when it comes to a confidence standpoint when it comes to a preparation standpoint because a big part of me believes that when we are looking back at this game at the end of the season that we look at and we go hey maybe that's exactly what this defense needs I think without question you know um, anytime you can learn a really hard lesson and still be on the winning side of things I mean, that's, that's, you know, fundamental. That, 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 that's, you know, ideal because, again, you build character, you know, in those moments where you're challenged, where you're back against the wall, where maybe you don't play as well as you want to through a quarter or through a half. And, you know, to still come out on the winning side of it, you know, you got to use that. As coaches, we have to use that uh, the right way. And it's the same way even when you lose a game, you know, uh, I think, you know, when they won a the national championship a couple years ago, uh, Virginia, talking about adversity and using it the right way, Virginia basketball, mm -hmm. um, that it can take you somewhere that you otherwise wouldn't been able to, uh, you know, punch a ticket to go. I mean, that's what it does, you know. And so on one hand, I'm glad that we had some adversity in that game. Um, I'm not glad that it was a one possession game <laughs> and we had to get a stop or maybe this, you know, the mood as, as bleak as it may feel would be a whole lot worse this week in this football building. So um, I just hope that our guys, uh, uh, it, 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 it grabs their attention to say, hey, your A game is, is, is good enough to beat anybody in the country. Your B game, anyone in the country can beat you. And I think we saw that um, uh, kind of evident on Saturday. Focusing on the positives from the two-lane game, for, for your guys, who were a couple of the guys that really stood out or had those moments, had those flashes where you're like, yeah, that's it. That's, that's the standard right there. Yeah, and, and my standard is really, really high, you know, <laughs> because just being out there doing your job, that's really not the standard. You know, to me, it's, it's doing your job at a high level and it's making plays. And, and quite honestly, you know, I'm disappointed that 
you know, if you look at the, uh, the stat sheet, there weren't a lot of PBUs, if any. There weren't any interceptions. There weren't any pass interference calls, <laughs> which, and take me to right, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but if we're going to play aggressive and be in your face, then uh, every once in a while, through 84 snaps, there, there may should be a pass interference called. And so, you know, I got to do a better job. It starts with me as a coach. I think one guy that looked like he belonged out there was, was my freshman, Latrell McCutcheon. Again, didn't play a ton of plays, but in his plays, he looked like, you know, a, a guy that didn't show up here, you know, a few months ago. He looked like he belonged and, 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 and just looked comfortable out there. And so if I had to highlight somebody, that's probably who I would highlight. This is so perfect. This is so <laughs> Iker's Intel brought to you by Orthodontics. Sometimes it just works out perfectly. Gameplay like. features number seven. <laughs> it, I mean, this 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 is a play that stood out to everyone, right? Zone drop makes a break on it, and a solid tackle pulls the pins out from 22. This is this is what it looks like, right? Assignment sound football, physical tackle. Exactly, and just playing fast. Now, again, do we want him to wrap up on his tackle and things like that? Yes, but again, just him seeing what he needs to see, reacting, moving fast, doing fast things. And, and again, I think that is a standard, a requirement of anybody on that defense, man. Do fast things. Make fast decisions. Play fast, and, and, and usually good things happen. And what a fascinating story that Latrell McCutcheon is. Here's a guy, you want a big recruiting battle for him? Was a little dinged up in high school. What, was it junior year or senior year that he got hurt? Yeah, junior Ju year. Junior year. Mm -hmm. And he comes in here and, I mean, on day one, one of six cornerbacks that plays as a true freshman. Not a redshirt freshman, but a guy that is a true freshman coach. It says a lot about his ability, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, his senior year, he played exclusively at safety. Oh, wow. You know, and so, you know, making that transition back to corner, um, you know, I think he's worked through that well. I think he's learning uh, the speed that he needs to play at, you know, to play at this level. He still has a long, long way to go and to grow. But, you know, one game evaluation, you see something, you know, and I think that's the thing we have to keep uh, kind of in front of us that it is. It's a one game evaluation, you know, good and bad. And there were good things throughout the game from, from a lot of our guys. Um, but, again, we tend to, as coaches, we look look for the issues, not the not the things we do well. We got to stay on guard and kind of see things uh, uh, as they happen. So, but uh, I think the positive, for, especially for a guy like Rattrell, is he, he only got a few opportunities, but he made the most of them. Right? Well, he flashed, and that's that's the expectation from you, is that when you get your opportunity, you do what you're coached and you make plays. No question. And, you know, it's really a message for all those guys to have an opportunity, like you said, to play six guys in a game. And, again, these were meaningful minutes. And, you know, I started rotating guys late in the first or in the second quarter. This wasn't wow. the, you know, you're up by 30 points. It's the fourth quarter. I mean, we started rotating guys or I started rotating guys in the second quarter and, and kept that deal going. And, again, it's not a, a, you know, a charity deal. If you earn the right. Monday through Friday, if, if you practice up to the standard and you show that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, able to go into a game and execute and, and hold up, you know, my end of the bargain, and then, then you're going to get reps. And how many ultimately dis decides on you. You know, it may be 10, it may be 20, but if you earn it, we'll, we'll put you out there. All right, we got one more segment with Roy Manning inside the Coach's Corner. We'll preview Western Carolina and talk about some of those individuals next right here.
We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans. When you download the Chick-fil-A app in order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics Exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Back with one more segment with cornerbacks coach Roy Manning. He's Gabe on Plank. That's, of course, Coach Roy Manning. Six different quarter, uh, cornerbacks that you played. Uh, Jaden Davis, Woody Washington, DJ Graham, Joshua Eaton, Justin Harrington, and Latrell McCutcheon. We talked about Latrell last segment. I got to ask about Justin Harrington. Um, I love you know, this is a dude that when you see him standing there, he looks the part. What did we see uh, when you look back on film? I know it wasn't a ton of snaps for him, right? No, it yeah. wasn't. But, you know, again, the thing for him is 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 using technique, you know, and, and you know, you get out there and we're, we're going to put you in some pretty uh, pressure-packed <laughs> positions, to be honest. We're going to press. We're going to be aggressive. And you got to be very sharp, you know. I would like to see him, obviously, uh, use his technique a lot better. You know, there was a couple times that, you know, quite honestly, guys had a little more separation than I like. But, and, again, that's part of his growth and that process, you know. And I think that we have to take advantage of playing against the top receiving core and top offense uh, in the country every day of practice. And we got to use that to our advantage and go out there with that confidence uh, uh, that, hey, I can cover anybody. And so that's something that I've been on him about this week is, hey, man, you can look the part all you want. You got to play the part. That's the, you know, because again, you know, when you match, uh, you know, iron on iron, when you match things up, who's going to be better? It's going to be the guy that's a, a better technician or the guy that has a better uh, confidence or belief system in his technique. Be better at what you do than that guy across from you. And so uh, we're moving along in that direction, which is good. Good. You, you mentioned the confidence, right? You know, defense doesn't put out the performance that they want. What, what's the confidence in your room? Like right now, it's not like they gave up a bunch of, you know, long touchdowns. You know, you guys had some miscommunication in the back end, but you're not, you're a confident guy. You spread that to your players with how you approach the game. How are they approaching this week <coughs> confidence wise? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're sticking our head down and, and, and really digging into them. You know, we're really challenging our guys. You know, the game doesn't get easier uh, because you want it to or because, you know, how your feelings, the game doesn't take that into account. You know what I mean? It just comes at you, you know, just like that next receiver. And so I think our confidence will ultimately grow as these guys get more and more experience. You know, I have six guys in my room right now that are, you know, the majority of the snaps, but three of them really haven't played a whole lot of football for us. And so, you know, they're going to have to get those reps in practice and in games and build that confidence that way. And, uh, and, and that's the beauty. We get those opportunities, and, and we have to, have to, have to use it the right way. So, What would you see from Woody Washington? You know, Woody, I, I, I expect a lot out of him. You know, anytime you play a lot of snaps for us, 
You know, you don't get the it's okay <laughs> card ever. You don't get the uh, be a little bit better. It's like that standard, that bar is so high, and we're going to hold you to it. You know, I saw him getting his feet back and his timing back. It, you know, it made a good uh, tackle there. But, again, I want him to be more physical on the tackle. And so, you know, the message for him, the message for all our guys is a, a passive doesn't work. Okay, be aggressive, you know, get a flag, that's fine. You know, I, I'll, I'll let a, a referee have to call that a whole game <laughs> rather than worried about, you know, um, you know, catches and things like that. Because we got a great defensive line, got a great front seven. And so as a secondary, we got to use that to our advantage that those quarterbacks just aren't going to have a lot of time back there. So let's do our part. So they've been challenged. Yeah, that, that defensive line you got. That allows the defensive backs to be ultra aggressive. So two lanes in the past, right? No now doubt. It's, now it's preparation for Western Carolina. How is the week of practice going? It's been great, you know, quite honestly, you know, and hate to say it, but I think the last two days of preparation have been better than the last two, you know, this point last week. Again, not from a standpoint of who you're playing. I just think that mindset changes once you go out there and you play and you realize, like, okay, Right. It isn't just coach, man, coach Grinch, <laughs> coach Odom barking at us like this is on film. We really got to play at a high level. And so another, you know, good opponent coming in here and we have to be ready. And our focus, my focus has been on us. You know, very rarely do I take a lot of time to go through a scouting report. You know, our opponent isn't really important to me. You know what I mean? Because it ultimately always, in my opinion, goes back to you. How do you play? You know, what's your technique? What have you been coached to do? Who does that better? You know what I mean? Not what uniform you wear, what matchup you have, what where they're in your league, out of your league. What are you going to do from playing to play out? And that's really been our focus all week. The energy on Saturday was different, right? Mm -hmm. Last last second. Difference a word for it. Yeah. It was straight up weird. <laughs> it was unique. Yeah, right. It was like it was weird. I, I think some people said yeah, I've never like, seen the stadium like that. Right. That's like a pre yeah, I mean, let's be real. Yeah. It was really um, weird. But this weekend, packed house already announces to sell out first three games. Uh, do you have to throttle back anything energy wise whenever you know it's gonna be, you know, close to ninety thousand plus in there and they're high energy dudes to begin with. How how do you handle that? Because for, you know, for Justin, for even a, a DJ Graham, for a Justin Harrington, they haven't experienced this before with a crowd like this. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that that should be an exciting thing, you know, for these guys to have a packed stadium, you know, and, you know, the, the, the other side of that, you know, I think about that Tulane team that had to move locations yeah. and deal with, you know, the hurricane and still they look pretty excited on yeah. Saturday to they play. Did. And so I think that, our guys, you know, you get 12 opportunities. You know, we say it, but I think, you know, it's just a reality. You get 12 opportunities, and now you get 11. That's guaranteed. And so you shouldn't need any motivators to be excited to play and to go out there and execute. And so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing our response, looking forward to another great opponent and, and obviously getting all of our fans in there. I'm looking forward to a packed stadium, quite honestly. And, and so, again, um, it should be a good weekend. Uh, he, he can't say it, but I will. I know it's Western Carolina OU fans, but got to bring it for the squad. That's right. You got to bring, bring it for the right. squad. Bring the energy on. Lift Saturday. them up. Lift them up. And, and you're right. That was a unique feel. I mean, literally through the whole stadium. But this weekend's 
back to that normal. All right. Thank goodness. Academy Sports and Outdoors, <laughs> you guys get the final question mm. of Roy Manning, the Twitter question. Oh, even the fans asking about Latrell McCutcheon. Uh, Coach Manning, has McCutcheon's play made the other DBs dig deeper to find that dog in themselves? No, you know, quite honestly, again, you know, it's a one-game evaluation. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to, um, you know, stick your chest out for one game, good right. or bad. You know, you don't bury someone because they didn't play well. You don't uh, anoint them, uh, or excuse me, because they played bad. You don't anoint them because they played well. I think that all those guys have that dog, quote-unquote, in them. Otherwise, <laughs> they wouldn't have been recruited here in the first place. And, again, I think that everybody just has to focus on them and uh, play up to our standard, you know. And I think that uh, we have a lot of guys uh, on this roster that, that are able to do that. And so it would just be exciting to see people go out there and do it, you know. There's been, there's been a lot of talk about the amount of guys playing on defense, right? I think you guys played 31 guys. You're playing your six guys. Is that something you just evaluate week to week, right? You say, hey, how did he practice? Does he deserve to get snaps in this football game? Or – are you kind of thinking, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play these six guys all season long? Well, we're going to it saying, you know, if you earn the reps, right, we'll play you. You know, and I think last year, um, on average, we played 26, 28 guys in a game. So we're really not any different uh, this year. Maybe we rotated a little bit more. And I think it's a great motivating tool for those guys that they know if I practice hard, not practice well, you know what I mean, I will get some reps in that game. You know what I mean? We're not – going to, you know, um, hold you back, so to speak. But the reality is the depth is better. And, you know, I wish I could have played more guys two years ago or even <laughs> a year ago. Uh, just didn't have the guys that can do it. So, um, but again, it's a week-to-week -week basis. You know, it's a week-to-week -week basis. And, you know, maybe you earn five reps, maybe you earn ten, maybe you earn more. But the point is, you know, if you're good enough and you earn it, that, that I'll put you out there. And I think our players need to be excited about that. Awesome as always. Good luck this weekend, Coach. We appreciate it. Thank you. you so much. Excited. It's Roy Manning. We'll wrap it up next inside the Coach's Corner. So let's get after it. Final minute here of Coach's Corner with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Big night Saturday. Full capacity, and you got to know the rules. Strike the stadium. Know which section you're in to wear either red or white. There you go. You can go to Soonersports.com if you're confused. That's Strike the Stadium. Cool event. Also, pay-per-view game on Saturday night. Chad McKee with Coach Long, uh, Chuck Long on the call. Get it underway at 6 o'clock. For more information, Soonersports.com slash PPV. Believe the pay-per-view will have quite the pregame show as well. Oh, uh, I... You? Woo! Let's go. Sooner game day. <laughs> Gabe, Daddy, and Chad will be all over Sooner game day. Uh, Ten seconds. We need the fans to bring the noise on Saturday, don't we? Be there. Be loud. We'll see you guys next week for Whit Viney, for Baylor, for Gabe on Plank. This is Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind Casino. On the Sooner Sports Network, from Learfield, this has been the Riverwind Casino Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind Casino, still the one. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Sooner Sports Network.